Godiva, and of course, our favorite host, Jesus Shuttlesworth, a.k.a. Jose Washington. Marhaba. Marhaba. Keep halik. Imniha, keep halak inta. You know what? We got you. Because people probably like, what the? F- I was about to keep going. We're about to have a whole conversation. I think I was going to podcast. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Halloween, yo, don't flag it. But yes, no, seriously, don't flag us because they're probably listening to this, like I thought. I thought I was tuning into the awkward minority. Like, what I the know. hell is going on? <laughs> Please come again. <laughs> <laughs> they just started speaking some crazy ass language, man. I don't know what happened. It's just Arabic. Oh man, maybe that's not a good thing. That's <laughs> <laughs> not good. <laughs> Come in, we come in peace. I said we seriously come in peace. But thank you guys and girls for joining us for another episode of the Aka Minority. Be sure to let us know what you think about this episode by using hashtag the Aka Minority on all social media. And be sure to follow us at the Awkward Minority on Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and Facebook. Waste of money. <laughs> anyway, I got something to tell you pertaining to last week's episode. Okay. I was told to tell you this, and this is the way she said it. This is the way the woman said it. I'm just gonna repeat it. He said, "You tell that, you tell them, you tell that motherfucker, Lady Godiva, that we love her fucking poems." I'm, oh, okay. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, this um, this one listener said that she um listened to him all the time for inspiration while she's cleaning the house. Oh, I want to cry right now. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> And y'all and all y'all be sure to look out for um her her poetry summer tour coming later on this month. We'll have more information on that soon. So check out wordsbyladyg.com for you can be up to date on everything that she's doing. And you can also check out the poems yourself. And y'all all can cry together in solidarity. <laughs> that was so sweet. Shout <laughs> <laughs> right. out to you. I'm gonna find out who it was and then I'm gonna tweet them or something <laughs> <laughs> and also yo i don't know if you know but jackie cruz blanca on orange is new black is our new favorite person on orange is new black yeah <laughs> like shout out to pussy washington or whatever she cool she was in the top spot but then jackie went and she shared our um she shared our jailhouse blue shirt from san Juan. she shared our san Juan jailhouse blue shirt and now she's just the favorite now because she's I like her. She got some good style. We really that appreciate really that. Cool. That was really cool when I saw that. <laughs> right? I thought because you know you see something, then you like okay, like like it was like the middle of the night. I'm like, oh, it was yeah. like oh, it was shared. It was shared like six hours ago. I'm like, how the hell did I not see that? <laughs> like what the fuck? Like okay, like th- thanks for sharing though. But yeah, y'all checked it out. 
Sanquan, Jailhouse Blue shirt. Hope y'all binge watching Orange is New Black. It's amazing this season. I think um I talked about it on Twitter. I'm not going to talk about it right here, so y'all don't have to click out for nothing. I'm just going to use a spoiler-free analogy. This season of Orange is New Black was like watching a extended version of the cafe scene in Higher Learning. Now, a lot of y'all probably haven't seen Higher Learning, but the people that have seen Higher Learning, y'all get that analogy. Or you could say it's like watching... The people in American history, it's like if the people in American history had, American history X had children and they went to jail. That's what this season was like. Now, I know y'all seen American history X, most of y'all, if y'all haven't seen How You Learn. I recommend that you go see both of them. I also recommend that you go see um, the 30 for 30, OJ, OJ Simpson made in America, because that shit was amazing. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I, I want to thank everybody for coming out to the for live tweeting. We um we did a we did a prompt to live tweeting of the first one, and it went so well that we decided to live tweet all five episodes. And everybody seemed to be so intrigued by what was going on with us. Like we was getting so much so much um feedback on it, saying, "Oh, you got to do it again. You got to do more programs." Like people was really excited about it because I mean, when the first when the first when when I talked about it on um sorry like Atari. That was before it came out on ESPN. I seen it early, and I remember telling people that a lot of people um, is going to look at OJ different. I remember saying that OJ. I remember saying OJ did, and a lot of people's like, "Why the fuck would you say something like that?" And I was like, "Well, he did do. He did kill Nicole and Ron Goldman. Like he's killed. He killed these people." And then when you watch the documentary, you see that OJ. I don't even want to call OJ a sellout because I don't even know how to quantify this, but OJ was the type of black person where. The problem with the black people was just the problem with the black people. It wasn't on him. Like he didn't give a fuck. Like um Muhammad Ali, Jim Brown, they reached out to him, like, we getting together, we getting together this summit. You know, this black people, some the black men, some we're gonna stand, we're gonna stand united behind um Muhammad Ali. And OJ Simpson, like, no, nah, they ain't got nothing to do with me. Like, every time someone would ask him a question about being black, he would he would just look at them like, how dare you call me black? Like, I'm I'm pretty sure OJ got, I'm, I don't even know where I, I can call it brainwash, but OJ was so trying not to be black that if you asked him a question about being black, he would look at you like, who 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 black? Oh. Which one of who, like, he had, it's one, it's one point in time he said, um, I'm not black, I'm OJ Simpson. Like he, like he really didn't like black people, which was pretty funny because the LAPD loved him, so OJ didn't come become black until he did that damn crime and killed those two people. Mm-hmm. Killed his um, killed his ex-wife and her, I guess her lover. I don't, we don't know what the fuck he's in right now. But one thing I noticed in the documentary when I was watching it the first time was um, Nicole had this boyfriend, and the boyfriend was telling this story about OJ, and he said OJ was arguing with Nicole in front of him and. When I first heard him, like, wait, well, somebody was arguing with your girlfriend in front of you and then told her to step into the bathroom and then they argued some more and you just let all this go on in front of you. Right. I don't give a I don't give a fuck who OJ is. I don't I don't give a fuck who you are. You're not about to argue with me. You're not about to you're not especially if especially if your girlfriend is somebody that has been told that has told you that this man has been beating on her before and this is just sweet to you. You're just watching like, oh. I told OJ I wasn't having this one time. Obviously, he didn't listen to you because he still kept on. He still kept on doing things in your presence from that day forth. He still kept on doing things that you heard. So obviously, he wasn't scared of you because you wouldn't about to do shit. 
Mm-hmm. It was just that was just the disturb like that's like a minute part of the whole story, but it just fucking pissed me off. It's like how can you just let somebody talk to your girlfriend any kind of way? Like yeah. Well, somebody they went in the bathroom and they argued and he came out and he hugged me and he left. He made you a b- mm. so he plunked her out, came out the bathroom, plunked you too, and just left. <laughs> and you find nothing you find nothing wrong with this situation. Like it's just all good. <laughs> like like everything's just okay. Like, yeah, he plunked me out, he plunked her out. You know, there's other thing. And another another thing about the document, I said I wasn't gonna talk too much about it on the podcast, but people said they didn't want to hear my opinion, like in full, instead of 140 characters. But one thing that I didn't know about was um Nicole Simpson actually reaching out to the cops on eight occasions. Wow. She reached out to them on eight occasions and said that OJ be beating her ass and he's gonna kill her. She called it. She said she's going to get killed by him. She said that she doesn't feel safe. Her family knew that she didn't feel safe. So it was very uncomfortable watching a documentary about this with her family talking about OJ as this monster, but yet y'all didn't get her out of this situation. Right. Like you watch, like it's different for me to watch it and say, oh, damn, this should have happened. This, that, and dirt. But you was right there. You could have prevented this. This all could have been prevented if you would have just not have been glamorized. Like y'all were glamorized by the money. Y'all were glamorized by the fame and all this other stuff. Y'all knew this man was a fucking creep and y'all stood around and y'all enabled it like y'all like y'all helped y'all y'all helped it which was really disturbing you got um they they was doing that whole oj transcended race bullshit that would y'all y'all already know how i feel about stuff like that because we talked about ali last podcast and so damn black i don't i don't hate when people say that i hate when people say that like it's really like it was really weird this documentary did. I'm gonna get off it in a minute. This documentary. This documentary did showcase how bad of a motherfucker Johnny Cochran was, though. Like I told y'all, like remember the podcast. Um, sorry, like Atari. Keep on referencing sorry, like Atari, because you can get a whole forty minutes of me talking about this case. So I'm just talking about the parts I didn't talk about on that. But Johnny Cochran was so devious. I'm gonna say devious. He was so devious in the way that he went about getting things done. Like. Uh, like we talked about how he um he changed around OJ's image. He made OJ seem black. He made OJ seem like he was really down with the brothers and all this other shit. When everybody know OJ did like black people. OJ, mind you, they've been chasing at when OJ finally goes to jail in the first part where they finally get him um arrested. OJ was riding a Bronco all day, just road tripping on the freeway. And the helicopter and the tell and the on um, the pilot, like pilot kept it real. There was um a transgender woman, she kept it real. She was like if OJ was really, because she, because that, that was the first person to say that OJ transcended race, she didn't see him as black. She was like, if OJ was black or they thought him of him as, as being black, that motherfucker would have been got hit. And they were showing videos of like how they stop high speed chases. It was like they let OJ ride from from the morning to night, just riding around, just riding around the freeway slowly. <laughs> and to, like the Bronco, I remember the Bronco chase being on TV and being like, dang, this is the slowest car chase ever. Like they just let him do what he wanted to do. He just riding around him at AC. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't I didn't even I, the funny thing is I didn't really mean to talk about this this much. But AC is the biggest sucker to ever walk this earth. Like OJ's a piece of shit. And I get back to how he's a piece of shit. But <sighs> AC, and mind you, they're telling these stories and you're and you're still oh my God. So in high school, AC had a girlfriend, right? 
So OJ decides he wants AC's girlfriend. Mind you, this is your best friend. He takes this man's girlfriend. And then now AC is on a date with these two as a third wheel. Wow. What kind of shit? Did AC love this man too damn much? AC, um, they were telling um the Joe Bell, Joe Bell in this movie, Joe Bell in this documentary has one of the greatest voices ever because it's one of those. He talked like this. He said, OJ, it's going to catch up to you, man. It's going to catch up to you. You know, like he got one of those. I'm like, his voice is badass. His voice is badass. It's cool. I want his voice. And he has had this voice his whole life because they had um they had video clips of in the past and shit. And he still had that voice. I'm like, oh, my God. Shout <laughs> to Joe Bell. That voice is amazing. <laughs> Setting the mood in the documentary. I fucks with Joe Bell. Joe Bell, my nigga. He my nigga. But okay, but um, but yeah, Joe Bell was telling this story about um how they wanted to play a joke on um OJ. Now, mind you, I don't consider this a joke. This we'll, we'll all be fighting. But um, Joe Bell said they get this gun, and it's a fake gun, and they go up to OJ and they pointed at him like they're about to shoot him. I don't know what kind of joke this is. High school. But they said, they said, AC stepped in front of OJ like, if you're going to shoot him, you're going to have to shoot me. And he said, this is, he said, this is like a couple, this is, he said, this is after, this is not like, fr- not fresh after him taking this girl, but this is after him taking that man girl. Why would you take a bullet for a motherfucker that took your girl? I'm like, AC has to be, some, some got to be wrong. He's some got, boy. Maybe he's, I think he's secretly, uh, OJ Simpson's dad was gay, but that made me think of that because I honestly I think age I think AC is gay as well. I was gonna say it sounds like he's his lover, <laughs> right? Like, were you secretly fucking OJ or something? Because <laughs> you taking two man, I'm not taking no bullet for no, I'm not taking no bullet for no OJ, especially right. a motherfucker that don't even know he black. <laughs> oh my goodness! Look. Okay, but yeah, I, I, I don't know how the hell I got there, but yeah, okay. But when he got locked up or whatever, um, is it Calabasas? Where the fuck you live at? Brentwood, Brentwood. He said the SWAT team said when they was putting him in the car, they were sitting in the back of the car with OJ, and all these people was outside of OJ's house, you know, Mexicans, black people, Chinese people, white people, you know, free OJ, run LJ. He said, OJ looked at him and said, Why are all these niggers in Brentwood? Mm. And he said, not even, he said, he said, niggas. He said, niggas. And he said, I looked at OJ like, huh? And I'm looking at the screen like, huh? Like, and mind, you, mind you, when it first, when it, by the time it came on ESPN, I have seen it three times. So I've seen all 10 hours three times. So I'm looking <laughs> like, huh? Because it, it catches me off guard every time that you out here committing crimes, killing, pe- killing white people in the 90s. But these black people that just so happen to be here, Wishing you well are the niggas. They the niggas. Like what? Like he really didn't want. He re- OJ really thought he was a white person. OJ really thought he was a white dude. Like him and Stacey Dash. Him and Stacey Dash got to be the same person because they they both think they're white people. Like <laughs> OJ really didn't think he was black till his ass got locked up. Then it's like, oh, I'm down with y'all. I'm down with y'all. Oh, I'm a black man. <laughs> Jenny Cochran is in there spinning like a Jenny Cochran is so convincing that OJ didn't do the crime. Then OJ not only did OJ not think he did the crime, but OJ also came out of there thinking he was black. 
could they put Foreman on the stand and for y'all already know Foreman is the um the racist detective that was on the case that just so happened to find the glove. Man, Foreman's so damn racist that he can't even hide it. He in the documentary, mind you, they mind you the documentary made in 2000, 2016, not nineteen eighty-four. This motherfucker said, Well, well, Rodney King would have never got beaten if beaten if would have been able to use batons. What? Choke him. No, my bad. Not use baton. Cause they use baton. He said it would have still had the choke. Cause you know they outlawed choking. So on um, it was like would have been uh, Rodney King would have been okay, or he would have been all right. Would have been able to just choke him out. Wow. Like, they can get your big racist ass about the damn screen, and he's still trying to. I, I love cause was um was live tweeting. So I was like, oh fucking foreman. And then everybody was like. Everybody, everybody replies like that piece of shit. That piece of shit. Like nobody likes. Like nobody likes Foreman. Like he is the biggest piece of shit ever. He's 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 the biggest piece of shit ever, and also partially responsible for why um OJ got off because everything that they did in this case mm-hmm. was this had to be the worst LAPD day ever. They mishandled every piece of evidence. They out here picking up um bloody gloves with no glove with no gloves on their self. They're um they're bringing blood to the crime scenes. They're not covering up the bodies. No, my bad. They're not covering up the bodies with the proper um sheet. They bought a they bought a sheet from OJ's house to cover up the bodies. I'm like, what? Like, so you know when they talk about they found DNA, OJ's DNA on the bodies? It's because you use one of his sheets. Wow. Days on the sheets. So it's like OJ, I mean OJ, Johnny Cochran, hey, Charles, Charles D- Douglas. Oh my God, they had a field day with these motherfuckers. In that courtroom, <laughs> Marsha Clark was getting that ass ate. And to this day, she still, I was like, I can't wait for Marsha Clark to get in the documentary. <laughs> oh my God, when she came on. She, she, I, I think I tweeted something like um, Marsha Clark is going to forever not take that L. Her tombstone is going to say, not my fault, because she came in and she's blaming <laughs> everybody and their mama. First, she said, oh, I have a rapport. I have a rapport with black women. And the black, they had like two of the juries, jurors. It was like, Marcia, I, I don't like fucking Marsha Clark. It was like, she didn't do a good case, because she, that's the thing. She didn't do a good case of laying it out. Like, I don't think I could beat Johnny Cochran in the court of law, but I'm just saying, I probably would have had a better chance because I would have stuck to the evidence. While Johnny Cochran was talking about the black and white thing, mm-hmm. you still had the evidence. You let Johnny Cochran. Johnny Cochran took you where he wanted you to go. Like he wanted OJ to try on the gloves because they knew OJ hadn't been taking his damn um, arthritis pills for two weeks. So he, his fingers <laughs> was not going to scratch out to fit in no glove. It was really funny, but I'm not going to say and one thing I did notice is that a lot of people don't understand what a defense attorney is. A defense attorney's whole job is to get you off by any means necessary. Right. So to say that Johnny Cochran played the race card is baffling. He's supposed to get you off. There's no such thing as the race card because the LAPD has been fucking people up since the beginning of time. This is one black man getting off. And that's one thing they did touch on. They illustrated how at the time, or shit, and still now, how the climate with the LAPD and black people is intense. So they, so they, they, they show segregation. They show black people getting they ass beat. But there was, because basically, what the what the director wanted to do is show white people why black people 
was so adamant about getting OJ off. It wasn't even like OJ wasn't even like the more the, the older I get, the more I understand the oh, it wasn't about OJ. It was about black people taking so many fucking L's in this rigged ass system that we finally got us one. We finally got us a win. And it's sad it had to be OJ because OJ is a narcissistic piece of shit. OJ showed up to the damn funeral of the woman he killed and kissed her on the forehead. Mm. OJ wrote a book called If I Did It. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> if I did it. OJ said that she would still be alive if she didn't open that door with a knife. Wow. So OJ, like we all know OJ is a piece of shit. Like we have we have understood this that OJ is a piece of shit. And karma caught up to him that night when he tried to steal when he tried to get his stuff back from um the people that stole his memorabilia. When he tried to get his stuff back and they gave him like 18 million years. For telling them to move, because you know if you tell if you tell somebody to move against their will, mm-hmm. you know, that's um that's um kidnapping. Mm-hmm. So they got real petty and gave his ass like eighteen million years. But he just stood for something. He stood for one. He stood for a victory that we was had coming for a long time. Like a lot of um people's like, how can you like OJ? I love how like during the documentary, like watching it, I pointed out several times that I don't like OJ. I call OJ a piece of shit at least. 80 times and there's no exaggeration but people get people still saying oh y'all love oj y'all y'all this now i'm like no nobody loves oj it right. was time for pay it was to to the black to people to black people or minorities in general it was time for the cops it was time for payback on the cops it wasn't enough it was enough is enough i'm sad that they had to go through oj because it was enough is enough that was that was around the time where this chinese woman killed this um Killed this this young black teenager in the damn in the in the um in her convenience store and got fucking probation. This is the time where the LAPD shot a woman dead in the middle of her fucking yard because she was complaining about a gas bill. Dead, and this is the time where Rodney King got his ass beat live on camera, and the cops still got off. So you don't understand how black people can be rooting for this motherfucker, man. He was a piece of shit, but shit, we we needed a at that time you needed a win by any means necessary. It didn't matter who the fuck it was. Mm-hmm. A win was a win. A win that win that win brought hope to black people. Because if OJ would have got convicted, like um, I think um, Robert Shapiro is a piece of shit. I don't call a lot of people a piece of shit doing this because Robert Shapiro wanted to play the race card, well, wanted to play the race angle. During the trial, then when the trial was over, he tried to hop back like, nah, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to do that. But it's like, it is what it is. You got to win. You got to win. Like um, Robert, Robert, um, I mean, um, you know, Rob Goldman's dad was calling like um, Johnny Cochran a piece of shit. He needed to burn in hell because he compared the LAPD to um, Hitler. Whoa. That shit. That shit. <laughs> The corruption that was going on at that time, right? The corruption that was going on at that shit. You might well be the, they might well be the equivalent to Hitler. I didn't find nothing wrong with it. I found I found that to be I found you trying I, I found you trying to paint the picture as best as you can. Yeah, I understand your son just died, and I can understand where your frustration coming from. But you gotta understand, Johnny Cochran is doing his job. Saying that Johnny Cochran is worse than fucking OJ Simpson is laughable. It's a laughable offense. 
Tony Cocker just doing his job, player. Race did play a fucking part. But it just it try, it tries to paint the picture, show you why black people was happy to get him off. It also showed you that that um OJ wasn't worth wasn't worth wasn't worth wasn't worth anything. It showed his downfall after he got out of jail and all that. So y'all should check it out. 30 for 30, OJ made in America. You can also um go to the Aqua Minorities Twitter and look down our feed and see what we we're saying, see the retweets, see the gifts. Oh my god, our gifts is on point. <laughs> but yeah, check that out. When y'all get a chance, read that tweet. <laughs> yeah. Speaking, speaking of um, speaking of tweets, I have a question for you. Yes. You seen Boys in the Hood, right? Yes, I have. You remember when Ricky died? Mm-hmm. What did Ricky do in that? What did Ricky do wrong in that situation? Oh crap! <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in a long time. <laughs> okay, I t- okay. You know how Ricky was running straight, right? What should Ricky have been been doing instead of running straight? Zigzag. Thank you. <laughs> Cause people people that watch Game of Thrones and get this reference get that reference. Cause Game of Thrones, somebody did something stupid. I'm just gonna say I'm not gonna spoil Game of Thrones for nobody. And but somebody did something stupid in Game of Thrones. Just in case y'all haven't seen this week's episode, but somebody do something stupid. But yeah, you better. Z- man, Boy, I've never been in the drive-by, but I imagine if somebody was shooting at me, I'm zigging and I'm zagging, I'm stopping, I'm look, I'm spinning, man, I'm dropping to the ground, I'm dropping back up, I'm, I'm doing everything to fuck up your line of sight because if you're running straight, all y'all do is shoot. <laughs> that didn't make no sense to me. Why the fuck you just zigging and zagging? Do nothing. You just like, yeah, man. I'm just gonna run straight. I'm so fast. I'm so fast. Cause you know he was a football player. I'm so fast. And I'm a football player. I'm just gonna run. Ricky! Run, Forrest, run! <laughs> Motherfucker dropped the lottery ticket. I always play no damn lottery tickets. <laughs> this shit is Ricky! <laughs> but yeah, when y'all watch Game of Thrones, y'all know the fuck I'm talking about. I'll be like, what the fuck? I posted this um picture on um Facebook. I put it, I put it in this week's post on my blog for the podcast, planetofstandcoin.com for y'all can see the um y'all can see the picture. But man, what the fuck? Don't look at the picture if y'all don't want no spoilers. Cause that was there was a spoiler free talking about it. But man, this man, this shit pissed me off. <laughs> what was you thinking? Right. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> we can. Okay, well, this is what we all came here to talk about, so let's get to it. You know who's a musical genius? Who's that? The boy Kells, R. Kelly. Yes. Hot Piper. <laughs> that boy's so hot, he pissed on somebody we all forgave him for it. Literally talk about anything or sing about anything and get away with it. <laughs> right? Like, I remember in high school, it was like, yo, you, have you seen this tape of R. Kelly pissing on this girl? Like, no. I, 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 I still haven't seen it, but well, I think I've seen it. I don't know or not. I don't know. I thought, man, fuck that, all that shit, man. He made some good music. If you make good music, we forget about stuff. <laughs> Shout out to Meek Mills. Meek Mills, take note. You make good music, people forget about shit. Oh, oh, man. Oh, man. I learned the game. Is that a war tour? Your girl's tour? You think what she meant when she told you to open up, boy? 
Trigger finger turning to the fingers. You getting body by a single nigga. Ain't the type of nigga. They're the type of niggas. Shout out my boss bitches wiping. Oh my god. Okay, maybe not you, Nick. Cause that make sure you hit him with the prenup. Then tell that man to ease up. I did another one. I did another one. You still ain't did shit about the other one. This man dissed you on the track for not dissing him back fast enough. <laughs> God, this break is going back to back. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, me. I'm sorry, but that shit is hard. <laughs> That's, oh my God. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> back to, but yeah, you know, um, R. Kelly has this style that a lot of people don't know the history of because they um they know same girl with Usher, you know, same girl, same girl. I couldn't love for my life and my potential I'd be saying, you know, when they had that drama or whatever. They might also know Trapped in the Closet. You know Trapped in the Closet? Do I? That's one of the funniest plus coolest songs ever. <laughs> Trapped in the Closet got 50 five chapters i think man and we still don't know when that roof has got the package because remember <laughs> oh my god the, the funniest part about trapped in the closet is when um r kelly was having sex with that one woman and then her husband comes home and they find her in the bed and he finds him in the house with him and he goes oh i'm not about to be the only person i'm not about to be the only person hurt so he calls this person on the phone and this other dude shows up and it's like a deacon at the church and the deacon at the church can't understand why the understand why the woman mad. She like you she like he's like, I do what I want. I'm a grown ass man, you know. You know, it's it's all singing or whatever. He like and she like, what? Like you fucking my husband, but you don't understand why I'm mad. He like he just he just frustrated. Like how dare you criticize my relationship with your husband? <laughs> They were all fucked up in that situation. That, um, was, that was a genius uh, song. I don't know what you would call it because it was, you said 55 chapters? It's a fucking news, a musical movie. <laughs> she said, I cooked and ran your bath water. I'm telling you now, this girl's so good. She's there's an Oscar. It's like she jumped all over him and started snatching his clothes off. I'm in the closet like, man, what the hell is going on? Like, oh my God. Like, he went from like, it, cause it, at first, at first, like the first couple, like the first 20, he's singing. Then it gets to the damn 30, get the 30 and shit, and a pimp, a pimp and shit in there. And he's trying to repent for his sins. And now we still don't know right now. I'll keep on going back to this, cause I need to know the roof has got the packet. Yeah. And then, you know, the, 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 oh, that people like, the package. You need to get your ass in this window for somebody for her. Then she said, I'm a grown woman. I pick out the I look at my own. I want my window if I won't. He said, I hope a bird shit in your mouth. What kind of shit is that to say to your wife? I hope a bird shit in your mouth. <laughs> and then the part where he finally escapes and he starts thinking when his wife answered the phone or not his wife but some guy answered the phone at his house and he rushes home and then the cop stops him that was some cold shit like how you fucking my wife and they gonna give me a ticket 
right. And you know you're fucking my wife. So I'm, I'm slow it down. Now I did six to five all the way home. Like, what? Like, oh my God. <laughs> then go follow me. Gonna give me a ticket. Then go follow me home while I'm trying to go see my wife. Man, listen. They all got played. <laughs> he said, Lily is trying to, um, just they was having sex. And then he was like, she was like, I can go no further. Then I pull back the cover. Oh my God, a rubber. Like, I'm like, why this nigga singing? He's singing rubber. Oh my God, a rubber. Because then when she was, um, oh my God, your wife out here having sex with other dudes, leaving condoms in the bed. And then you're trying to get, then you trying, then she trying to make you catch a Charlie horse. Because when you're having sex, and after you, um, just say, when a dude tell you he can't go no further, you need to let him go. You need to let it go before you break some shit. <laughs> so he trying to so he trying not to break his man parts and then he gets out then he finishes like oh my god and he pulls the cover back and he like wait what the fuck did Kanda come from <laughs> <laughs> oh man that that is <laughs> she told him the cop that stopped him <laughs> then the cop come in your house like motherfucker freeze like what what are you you fucking my wife you giving me tickets now you pointing guns at me. Am I not the victim in this situation? Somebody got a disease out of that mess. <laughs> Man, everybody pop. I think, oh, because if oh, that's the crazy part about it, because if Rufus has the package, then that means everybody else has the package because everybody slept with each other. Because remember, the woman that R. Kelly slept with, she has ties to, she ties it to everybody because R. Kelly slept with the um the deacon, the pastor's wife. The pastor's wife is fucking R. Kelly. R. Kelly is fucking his wife. His wife is fucking the cop. The cop is fucking his wife, Bridget. And Bridget is fucking little man. <laughs> <laughs> Are they, what they call him? What they, what they call him? Um, big man. No, Bridget is fucking big man. Why they call you big man? Because I'm blessed. Like... <laughs> So everybody fucking each other. So if um if Rufus has the package, that means everybody in this goddamn story got the package, except for the brother, because the brother ain't fucking none of them. But I thought R. Kelly didn't get to uh sleep with her because you know her her husband came right home. No, remember seven o'clock and the rays from the sun wakes me. I'm scratching and yawning in a bed that don't belong to me. Oh yeah, okay. and the voice comes out and says from the bathroom. She walks in with a smile on her face and said, "I don't know, honey, I've been missing you. I don't, I don't know what the fuck going on." But yeah, I know R. Kelly fucked her because that was the next day. <laughs> Everybody having sex. Then, then, then the um, then the deacons, the deacons' wife is um R. Kelly's wife's friend, and she was trying to confess to her, and she was oh. like, "You remember you said you saw this crusty bitch at the club." Oh, that's her words. Now I don't say y'all know. Y'all, y'all, y'all know by now. But anyway, you know, she was like the crusty girl at the club. Mm -hmm. And she was like, Well, that was me with your husband. That's it, lady. That's it, lady. That ain't even what we meant to talk about. <laughs> okay, but anyway, y'all know how R. Kelly got the trapped in the closet. R. Kelly also has um it probably started with um, you remember on um, Sparkles? Yes. Better be careful what you say to me. Mm. I turn around on you. You better be careful what you do to me. Cause somebody might do it to you. What? I, that, I, that's the something, man. That's listen. That was my 
song. That verse, because you know that was the first. That was like his first altercation with switching, with switching, with with telling two parts in the song. Because that was the um, because he had when a woman's fed up, no matter how you take it, no more. It ain't nothing you can do about it. You know, because he they had Sparkles had her version, or Kelly had his version of the events. Both of them tired of getting played by the other one because. Okay. Sparkles like you're not doing enough for me and my son. Or Kelly like I'm doing way more than enough for you and your son because little man is not even mine and I still made him mine. You know you got all these. You know um, what do you say? <clears throat> you know two years ago didn't know you had male friend off of in college. So I found out you're still reaching out to some of them. Miss busy body, you know, like then like you want to party all night long, <laughs> then try to turn it around. I'm so tired of being fool, you know. Like they um, it was basically telling their sides of the story. That was the first um time he ever dabbled with telling two sides of a story in a song. That was we have never seen that before. We had never seen that before before that. Because mm-hmm. every nobody wants to be that vulnerable on a track, which was very interesting to me, was that nobody wants to be that vulnerable on a track, but they was able to. I mean, it's not real life events, but they were just laying it out like, bro, listen, you <laughs> fucking up. So remember, because remember, um, be careful came out before, um, when the woman was fed up, so we like, damn, R. Kelly dog in there, he a dog. Oh my god, R. Kelly, fuck boy, fuck boy, and then come out. All right, Kelly getting dog because she she got her another nigga. Remember in the video, she got another dude. Yep. When when you gonna leave him? You know he sound like a damn pimp from Mississippi. When you gonna leave him? <laughs> uh, I'm, so, I'm tired of being a simp. I'm no simp. I'm no simp. When you gonna leave him? <laughs> <laughs> you sound like an entire different race right now. <laughs> Because that's what he says. I'm no Sam. When you gonna leave him? Like he he sound like he sound like a chump. When you gonna leave him? So she had us thinking that R. Kelly just no good, and then come find out she the one that was no good, looking like Mary J. Blige in no more drama video. <laughs> <laughs> but that brings me to R. Kelly's greatest beef of all time. Huh? Mr. Biggs and R. Kelly. Now, like I said, everything from this episode, we're going to put on wordsbyladyg.com and planetofthesandcoin.com, S-A-N-Q-U-O-N.com, so that you could be able to follow the timeline. But we're going to walk you through the whole timeline of the Mr. Biggs and um, R. Kelly saga. Now, we're not going to touch on, you know, Nia's, um, what what the girl that made laundromat? Um, Oh, she's a... Nivia, yep. Nivia. We're not going to touch on Nivia's laundromat or the other video where R. Kelly having sex with this woman and Mr. Biz call it. We're, gonna, we're just going to do the songs where they're actually in the song singing. Number one, R. Kelly, down low. Down Nobody has to know. <laughs> gotta keep it on. The- <laughs> Which came out in 1995. The start of it all. Kelly is second in command for mobster Mr. Biggs. Kelly's instructed to look after Mr. Biggs' woman, take her out, buy her anything she wants, show her a good time. 
He is given strict instructions that he is never to touch her, never to place not one finger on her. Kelly and the woman end up making love, of course, while Mr. Biggs is out of town. Mr. Biggs finds out and has his goons to beat Kelly in the desert and leave him to die. Once Kelly is brought to a hospital and stabilized, he finds that the woman is also in the hospital and in con critical condition. She eventually succumbs to her injuries. Man. Mr. Biggs, let me talk to you for a minute. You're a mobster. You really thought that this woman was with you for the love of, for the love of you? Mm -hmm. Man, fancy, fancy was eyeing. I'm about to say fancy was eyeing Jamie, but fancy was <laughs> shout out to Jamie Fox show. Fancy was eyeing R. Kelly from the moment she came down them steps. And R. <laughs> R. Kelly looked like he just seen a fresh piece of steak. <laughs> the pita, ooh. Like, Blame the hot state, but anyway, so you already knew that something was going to go on. Come on, some don't touch her by her anything she won't. Man, that was disaster. That was wait. That was destined to be disaster. He and my favorite part about it is Mr. Biggs busts into R. Kelly's like um apartment, like for like for shame, for, for shame, and then like take him to the desert. Like I'm there. You have sex with this woman. And then just beat them up in the desert and goes, I did this to you. I did this to you. And the the 15 law of power, the 15 law and the 48 laws of power all say always says to kill, to crush your enemy. Crush your enemy to no return. So in this, in this, you're supposed to kill him. You're supposed to kill him. You gonna let him you left him in the desert to die, but he finds a hospital. I don't know. How the hell did R. Kelly make, make it to the damn hospital in the middle of the desert? Exactly. Did you find like a four? Did you find like a four wheeler out there? Like, how, like how the hell did R. Kelly get to this hospital? I mean, okay, Mister Biggs, I give you that. You thought he wasn't gonna get to no damn hospital, but you should have just killed his ass. <laughs> what's the difference? What's the difference? You thought he was gonna die out there, so what's the difference between you killing him and him just dying because your blood's still on his hands? His his lover probably called the ambulance before she got beat up. <laughs> Right, yo, go rescue, uh, go rescue, um, R. Kelly somewhere in the desert. Like more, more is lost through half measures than just fully doing the shit. You're like you're just better off getting total annihilation of this man. Like the 15 law of power always told you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> let's, let's get to the next one. Okay, R. Kelly down low remix also came out in 1995. After Kelly gets out of the hospital, R. Kelly takes a closer look into the makeup of the relationship that he and Mr. Biggs' woman had and how there were many times that he wanted to end their secret affair. Again, see, if you just did the 15 pow, the 15 law power wouldn't be in this situation. Now R. Kelly is out here talking about popping Don Perry on. Then he has this line in the song, he goes, no tiggo bitties in the air. He out here bragging, though. <laughs> he out here telling everybody about how he, he was fucking a woman, drinking your champagne, and had her titties in the air. Hmm. Then he said this damn bitch. I, 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 I was about to infer something that probably wasn't even there. I was about to say, <laughs> he said, damn, David, this is getting tight. So he was talking about my, my, her lady parts getting tight. Why he was your, <gasps> I'm sorry. <laughs> you got to die, though. You got to die. 
in the backseat of your car. That what makes it work. He had the Tigo beanies up in the air in the backseat of your car. If that's not a high level of disrespect, I don't know what is. I know, right? Those Tigo beanies in the air. <laughs> He's in the front. I'm in the back. He's in the front. I'm in the front. Oh, baby, damn, it's getting tight. I can't sing like R. Kelly in this song. He's singing too damn bad. <laughs> Next. Next is Kelly Price, Friend of Mine, which came out in 1998. At this point, Mr. Biggs has all but forgotten his betrayal at the hands of his employee and has replaced the woman he lost, but he receives a distress call from his goddaughter, Kelly Price. She tells him how her best friend has taken her husband. She sobs as Mr. Biggs becomes so enraged that he demands that Kelly call her husband on three-way. Unknowingly, her husband is none other than Kelly. Then she called him, I was the one that took her in when so friend. I can't, okay, I can't, I can't match Kelly, Park, Kelly Price vocals because Kelly Price is a fucking God on the vocals. Remember, she was like, she was telling her about how she was the one that took her in when her so-called friends let her down. Uh -huh. She was me, you know, I, just, I was there when, she, when everybody went there. She her emotions came out. <laughs> Caught her with a friend, with a fool, fool not talking. This fool goes. So just call him up. Oh, I'm calling, I'm calling, calling. This is Mr. <laughs> What you mean with a little like uh, R. Kelly's like aloof to everything. What the oh. hell is going on? What you mean what's going on? <laughs> Kelly's telling me that you're sleeping with another woman. Just because you see me with her doesn't mean I'm sleeping with her. Well, if you're not sleeping with her, what you doing with her? I might just be just talking to her. Oh, you could be just sleeping with her. Tell well, son, man to man, we both know the game. <laughs> Now, son, man, and man, we both know the game. My thing is, if this is your goddaughter and you're just trying to protect her heart, why you went at the wedding? Mm. Like, all this could have been prevented if you would have killed him in the desert. <laughs> right. Or if you would have came to the damn wedding, because then you've been at the wedding, you would have seen, like, wait a minute. Ain't you? Listen to him, motherfucker. And then you kill him. Exactly. Him, Kelly, take this phone. And she's still crying. She was my best friend. He was my husband. Yeah. I don't want you. No, 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 no. But you can feel Kelly probably. I, I fucked up the whole singing because I can't sing like Kelly. But man, you can feel her playing that song. I know, right? <laughs> it's so funny. So just call him up. Just call him. I'm calling. Call him, baby. Like, don't I know you, son? <laughs> Next. Next, Ronald Isley, Contagious Secret Lovers. That came out in 2001, six years after their initial encounter. Shimar Moore, yeah, tips Kells off to a boat party that Mr. Biggs is having. Shamar manages to get himself kidnapped and tied up while mr biggs is busy giving his new girl diamonds and a bubble bath kells and his men seeks onto the boat to save shamar 
the fail. As Mr. Biggs is leaving the boat, he spots Kells driving away. No girl, cause Mr. Biggs was holding her to, for dear life. Whew. Now this one, I have so many questions about this one. What the fuck happened <laughs> to Shamar? Cause in the video, Shamar randomly was like, yeah, yo Kells, I'm like at this, at this boat party or whatever. <laughs> Biggs is here with a girl with his girl. And um <laughs> I guess it's like yo, thanks for the heads up, you know. That's Mr. Ch Man, Trey Songs, we cool and all. He don't like I mean Lady Lady Godiva, he don't like Lady Godiva. But um oh. the Mr. Mr. Still Your Girl is really R. Kelly. That's the real <laughs> Mr. Still Your Girl, because he's still not a girl. But uh, -uh. Secret Lovers. Mystery girl, I want to play hide and see in in between the fucking sheets tonight. The song will actually say between the fucking sheets tonight, but my I don't know. I always add that fucking sheets tonight. Like whenever I listen to a song and it's like missing something, I add something to it. Like, nah, you need to put this in there. <laughs> the fucking sheets tonight. That 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 hook got a vun on it. That hook got a vun on it. All right, Kelly not singing in this song either. And um, but yeah, Shamar calls him up like yeah. Mr. Biggs here. What you want us to do? Boom, by the bing. So they steal Mr. Biggs' girl. And then while they're trying to steal his girl, Shamar gets caught and like kisses the girl. I don't know the fuck going on with that. He's like tongue, tongue wrestling with the girl. Then they put Shamar and they tie Shamar up. And while Shamar's all tied up, Mr. Biggs is really literally giving this woman a bubble bath and diamonds. Wow. On the boat while this, <laughs> all this is going on. So um, I don't even know what happens to Shamar. I don't know if not Shamar dies. I think they, cause cause I don't know what the fuck happened to Shamar. This is the most mysterious video ever. Cause R. Kelly is seen driving off in the distance. Cause I guess R. Kelly was about to get on the boat. Then he was like, "Oh wait a minute, shit going down. Mr. Biggs is, is not playing around. So I'm just gonna drive off." And we don't know what happened. As far as I as far as I know, Shamar died. I'm sorry, ladies. Shamar did. Shamar after Shamar looked up. I looked out for him <laughs> like like right like it so you're just not gonna say you boy like i don't even know what happened like mind you i don't watch i don't watch the video several times i still don't know what happened jamar just lost in the woods man he lost in the south <laughs> he lost in the south oh man that tells you you can't interfere not with love you can't <laughs> <laughs> not with not with not with goddamn gold diggers right well yeah not love but gold diggers <laughs> so in contagious now the next day mr biggs is un untrusting of the new lady in his life he suspects she's cheating on him so he decides to set a trap for her he tells her that he's leaving town to lure her to bring her cheating into their home he walks in on them right before they have sex and he recognizes kelly well sort of This is the one that high school, well, not high school, ooh, high school, I wish. Cause I mean, I'd be older. Cause y'all all know I'm looking for a sport that seems season discount. This was the one in sixth grade middle school where everybody on the bus between this and ball, ball, chicken, 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 boy, please, whatever. Ball head, scallywag, ain't got no hair in the back. Okay. Oh, <laughs> he said you out here giving hands for some bootleg. Oh my god, my heart. Shout out to Project Pat. Project Pat is a is a dirty South legend. 
What you looking at? I don't want your phone number. Bro, smelling like some thunder. He said, bro, smelling like some thunder. What you looking at? I don't want your phone number. But yeah, Contagious and Chicken Head was the song that everybody was singing on the bus. No, what the hell is going on between the sheets in my home? Baby, wait, let me explain before you start to point your cane. Girl, I'm about to have a fit. Then R. Kelly, why them two arguing? Oh, this is about to be some shit. How did I get into this? You never came home with this. Then, then he goes, you low down, dirty one. You know, back to where you came from. But baby, wait, wait, my ass hit the street. Your ass is brass. Then R. Kelly, still again. I got to get my two cents in. Now, Mr. Biggs, before you're done. And Mr. Big O in the video, wait, how you know my name, son? Honey, wait, I was going to tell this shit. It feels like... And Mr. Biggs got the worst freaking memory in the history of memory. Did he not? Did you? Did he not try to steal this girl on the boat <laughs> two seconds ago? He goes, "Well, well, I feel I know this brother very well." He goes, "No, no, you mistake me for somebody else." Frank, shut up! Can't you see two men are talking? So you don't recognize so this man is your lieutenant and you don't recognize him. <laughs> but thought then go thought I told your ass to get the walking. Mm. I have been saying this for years because of Mr. Biggs, Ronald Isley. He goes, Now nah, I think you better leave this place because I'm about to catch a case. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, you know how many times I said to somebody, please stop talking to me before I catch a case. <laughs> I'm about to catch a case. Oh, like how you go sing? I'm about to catch a case. Like that's a rap line. Like I'm about to catch a case. He's singing, cause I'm about to catch a case. <laughs> Your contagious touch me, baby. Give me what you got. Sexy lady, drive me crazy, drive me wild. I like you said, um, he said ran in the closet, ran up the stairs, looking in the closet, looking for that. Oh, said a practice only God know what I'm gonna do. What I saw was enough to drive a preacher wild. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part is I'm in the hall, couldn't play not in my own damn house. Like he like, I'm, it's like I'm being disrespected in my own fucking house. I don't know what to fucking do. And then R. Kelly, I mean, not R. Kelly, then Mr. Big's goons come and like, they are, after they done got down arguing, Mr. Big's goons come and they all looking like, what the fuck going on right here? That then and there you had to kill R. Kelly. Because hmm. now your goons looking at you like, what po do? And you like, nah, just let him go. <laughs> you like, you soft motherfucker. One of them got a big ass hoop earring in. You know, them goons, they goons, them goons looking like, what? So we just gonna, so we just gonna let him fuck your girl. They probably was looking like it. Ain't that R. Kelly? All right. Ain't that Kels from back in the day? <laughs> ain't that our former boss? Because you know he used to be, you know, he worked, he was um second in command. So ain't that our former boss? Huh. Fucking can't like like what going on? It's always the ones closest to you, man. <laughs> man, you should never took a should never told that ass to go on that date. <laughs> oh man. Next. Next, what would you do? 2003, 
nothing really happens on this one. Just a stare down in the hallway. One dude with a super big ass hoop ring. <laughs> Yo, that dude, this is the dude in the video. Y'all should watch what would you do? What would you do? I don't know what the fuck going on in this video. It it kind of relates, but it kind of don't. Like, I don't know what's going on in this video. It's not like nothing's going They're just singing. And at the end, they're walking down the hall and they just stare each other down. There's one dude with a super big ass earring. It's like um part of um Mr. Big's posse, and he's looking at R. Kelly like, what, bruh? But it's confusing because you got this big ass one hoop earring in your ear, so it's like, what's going on? Like, how are you gonna be intimidating with one hoop earring? It's kind of distracting. It's like, what are the other one that did you lose it? And then this other dude in the crowd doing the song while Mr. Biggs and R. Kelly is singing, and like he is so enchanted by R. Kelly and Mr. Biggs, he just like I swear, I think he had a rose in his hand. He like swaying his head back and forth. Y'all watch the video. It is hilarious. <laughs> you cry laughing because the dude is a big ass dude. I'm talking about a big, swole ass dude just in the video. <laughs> like, how, like. <laughs> 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 so I was like, I can't listen to me, girl. <laughs> I know, what would you do if I said I love you? I was like, I said I love you back, boo. Oh, oh, but yeah, that shit is hilarious. Watch that video; you're going to fucking die laughing. I'm gonna check it out. I don't think I've seen that one. <laughs> yeah, the playlist, the playlist on words by LadyG.com and um, PlanetOfSanCorn.com. Y'all be able to y'all be able to watch the videos and all of it for you know what's going on as we go to the next one. Busted. That piece didn't last long. In the same year, Kells is dropping a woman off and feeling sorry about what they are doing. Cheating with, you guessed it, Mr. Biggs' woman. For him to be feeling so sorry about cheating with Mrs. Biggs' woman, he sure keeps doing it. It's kind of like he wants to die. <laughs> but Mr. Biggs doesn't want to give it to him. Safe to say she was busted as soon as she walked into the house. Yeah, like, yeah, I, that's what I was thinking. Like, R. Kelly, I think maybe R. Kelly has like this, you know, like, um, <laughs> some people have this, this thought, like, a lot of people say stupid shit to you in the street because they, they want to commit. So I think it was tax stone that said that, like, a lot of people say stupid shit to you in the streets because they want to die, but they're but they too scared to do it themselves. So they want you to kill them. Yeah. So, so that's what like this like maybe R. Kelly wants to commit suicide, but he's too <laughs> but he's too scared to pull the trigger. So it's like I'm gonna do something. Man, people with nothing to lose is always the most is always the people you need to stay away from because they got nothing to lose. So they'll fuck you up with no regard with no regard for your life. Mm-hmm. So that's what's going on. He got nothing to lose. So he's like, fuck this shit. You know what? Today's a good day to die on the ferry road, you know. <laughs> Like Ferg, if y'all seen Max, y'all seen Mad Max, y'all know the time. Today is a good day to die. Like, but <laughs> that's a good movie. Today's a good day to die. That's a good ass line though. Like, if you was like really gangster, you'd be like, today is a good day to die. Like, whoa. Like, okay. I'm like, okay, buddy. Yeah, I'm. I'm good. I'm, no, I, I like living. I think I'm gonna live. I'm thinking I'm live a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> But you, shit, but bro, you, man, I'm, peace out, bro. It's been good, nice knowing you, nice knowing you, man. You know, you may two step it out of here. 
how do I say goodbye? You know? <laughs> but, man, she walks in the so R. Kelly pulls, man, he pulls up to Mr. Big's house, the same house that you was fucking the other girl in in the previous song. And you're like, man, I don't know about this, man. I don't know about this. She's like, man, baby, don't worry about it. He won't never know. Don't worry about it. He won't never know. Dropping him her off. So she walks in and he goes, like, he's just sitting in the dark like a parent. Right. <laughs> when they get, like, you know, where you know your ass, like, where the fuck you been? And that's what he says. It's two o'clock in the morning. Where you been? Did she just get the lie quick? Baby, you didn't get my text. I was with my girlfriends. He goes, you a lie? I call Keisha and the other one. They was both at home. <laughs> it's about some them like my own friends. And he said, they're the only friends I know. <laughs> Why do you have phone number? Like you, you man, you know when you're um when you're um when you're a sugar daddy, you know everybody. <laughs> she goes, um, then she get the line again. She said, um, me and some girlfriends, we went dancing. They go, who? Me, Shaniqua, A, Quan, and Robin. They go, what? If you went dancing, why you didn't just check in? Like, God, first of all, you a grown ass woman. Why did man telling you why you didn't just check in? <laughs> then he said my then she said then, then she get the line again and she said my cellular was off. Then he goes, Now earlier you said dancing, but when I just asked, you said shopping. Tell me which one are you doing? Then she goes to a completely different lie. And she go, um, my friend, she had some she had some troubles. Then he go, um, who she she said, um, who she married to? Jimmy. What's her name? Um, the name. No, she goes, um, who's the woman? Then she goes, Carrie. Where she live? Uh, her man's name, Billy. She got kids. Maybe one or two. She got kids. Baby, yes, no. He goes, wait. That's one thing I got to know. How the fuck is she your friend? You don't know if she got kids. <laughs> like, she was fumbling. First of all, if you got one, you need, you need to pick one line and stick to it. Mm-hmm. When you said you with your friends, you should say you got some more friends. You just you just don't know their number. How you go from your friends? You were hanging out with your friends. Then you was at the movies. Now you talk about you went dancing. Then you talk about you went shopping. It's two o'clock in the morning. Then he goes, which is which is another one. Run, run, Ronald Osley dropped some bars. If y'all don't catch it, he goes. Trying to slick a can of oil. Who do you think you're fooling? <laughs> now, y'all don't know, a can of oil is already slick in the inside. It's already slick. So how you going to slick a can of oil? Who you think you're fooling? Warner Osley got them bars. He's doing all this while standing in the, um, <laughs> in the video. He got this, this is, this is, oh my God. This is so, this is, this is how early, this is early 2000, man. He got a um Celtics jersey on, a Larry Bird Celtics jersey on, a mink coat, a mink coat. He had a mink coat on with his Celtics jersey on. The dude behind him is wearing a mesh shirt with no shirt under it. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> this is so goddamn 2001. <laughs> early, earlier you said dancing, but when I just asked, you said shopping. Tell me which one are you doing? I really can't sing it. Um, 
I can't see him like running eyes. I can't. Me, me and him got two different pictures. So y'all was wondering why the hell I'm off. I'm off key during this whole episode because like we we got two different. We got two different keys. And whenever I sing a song, that somebody else does a song, I hear it in my head. Yeah. Anyway, he finds out. So he finds out. Um, he cheated. So he after he done broke up. I don't know or not he thought about this, but Mr. Big should be a detective because every case we get closed. Right. <laughs> so Queen said, you said you were dancing, you went shopping. You said, how many kids she got? One or two, he said, got kids, baby, yes, no. That's one thing I got to know. How the fuck is she your friend? If you don't know her now, she got kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shut up, shut up, listen to me. Because <laughs> he up her. He, he not good at he he not good at fucking up R. Kelly, but he good at getting to the bottom line. Mm-hmm. That kid girl, she talking some. She talking some. Where am I supposed to go from here? He goes. Frankly, I don't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> like how you cheating on this man? He like where am I supposed to go from here? Like, <laughs> frankly, I don't give a damn. <laughs> I wouldn't either. Oh my god. So another key point in this video is at the end they talk about Mr. Big getting him a new girl. Then they talk about R. Kelly at the end too. R. Kelly gets him a house two doors, not two doors down, a block, a block away from Mr. Big's new house. Which brings us to the next song, the final song. Showdown. <laughs> that was out in 2003. Now furious at getting screwed over countless times, about damn time you figured it out, Mr. Biggs is now ready to confront Kelly after his latest woman, Asia, has been swept up by his former employee. He puts his new assistant, TJ, on the trial on finding this guy and his lady, a lengthy end to an epic saga, the Appropriately titled Showdown Part 2 is the final meeting between Kelly and Mr. Biggs. In this installment, Mr. Biggs tracks down Kelly, reference to their previous encounters, and R. Kelly even explains why he targets Mr. Biggs' women. They have a wild, wild west showdown. Guns are drawn. It's unclear who actually comes out on top. Whew. How long did that took you when this started? 1995? <laughs> right. So, so 1995 to 2003, you just been getting your woman taken, fucked over, and now you're like, okay. It's a showdown. <laughs> it's going down. Look, <clears throat> somebody's been fooling around in my home. Several times, Mr. Big, several times. Yeah, several, <laughs> several times. Every time. It finally catches up with him. Like, uh, like, 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 what the hell? Like, what the hell have you been? Tell them somebody been fooling around. Yes, in your home, several homes at this point, several <laughs> homes. I took several women, and then R. Kelly ain't no damn good. R. Kelly is the master of petty because <laughs> the whole you were you the whole point of all this happening. Everybody sitting down, right? Y'all sitting down. The whole point of this happening is because one day in 1995 or probably 1994 or 1993, actually, because he had to, he, this had to happen 
a while back for him to become like um, a lieutenant or some a second in command or whatever. Mr. Biggs or actually probably ninety five. Mr. Biggs takes one of R. Kelly's girls when they was at the opera. So that's why this. So this whole time, R. Kelly has been causing Mr. Biggs pain because R. Kelly took. I mean, R. Kelly. Mr. Biggs took R. Kelly's love of his life. Wow. In nineteen ninety five. Two petty motherfuckers, because you should have just both of you, mind you, both of y'all in the mob game, so you should have just killed this ass and didn't been about it life. <laughs> no petty that is. You took my girl in 1995, so 2003. Yo. <laughs> see, AC, that's how you that's how you get revenge. <laughs> Don't be the third wheel. You go out and you fuck all OJ's women. <laughs> you fuck them all. You fuck. I wouldn't be surprised if um AC the way they set up OJ getting getting busted in Vegas for kidnapping. It probably was AC that set it up. I'm still all OJ shit. I've been waiting. I've been waiting for this motherfucker. <laughs> AC probably the one that tipped the cops off that he killed. Oh, that's that's going too far. Too far, Jesus. Too far, Jesus. Bad. That abort. Abort mission. Abort mission. <laughs> AC probably was secretly um. Secretly testifying, like, yeah, I testify against that motherfucker. <laughs> but <laughs> I think ACD um testifying the trial to OJ's character. But man, please, you out here murdering people, stealing my girl. I'm man. But yeah, that is the Mr. Biggs and R. Kelly saga. We hope y'all enjoyed it because it was that is some of the greatest shit I've ever have ever heard. I know, right? Like you have to go listen to the music again. Wordsbyladyg.com, PlanetSanCoin.com. We're going to have it up for you to be able to look at it, listen to the music while you listen to the podcast, while we while we talk about it, because the music is equally great. Like if you enjoyed our reenactment of it, you would definitely enjoy the music because each song has a music video to go with it, except for Showdown for some pair of reasons. Showdown part one and two doesn't have a video. But it is equally great, and I think you guys will enjoy this. So that's why we wanted to bring this post that I had made on my blog a while back. We wanted to do a podcast episode about it because we knew this would be something that y'all would love. Yeah. Be sure again. Be sure to follow us on all social media at. Be sure to follow us at the Awkward Minority on all social media. That is Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr. And Instagram, and also use hashtag the awkward minority for that we can see what you guys think about this episode, and also just get also just interact with each other for you guys to see who else listens to the episode, and we all you know could be one big happy family. Please and thank you. I about to say drive home safe, like it was like like it was like a live event or something, but yeah yeah drive home no drinking and driving. Don't steal other. <laughs> Men's women. <laughs> exactly. Don't steal other people's women. See y'all later. Good night.